I would like to introduce our speaker for tonight, Christina. Hi, I'm Christina. I'm a food addict. Hi. Um, wow, it's good to be here. Um, just sort of the overview. I've been absent 19 years. I got absent when I was 20 in Boston, Massachusetts. I'm Italian-Irish. I heard a woman say last week, you know, she's in both programs, Italian-Irish. Yeah, me too. <laughs> we ate on one side and we drank and shoved pills in our mouth on the other. It was it's a real joy factory. Um, I brought pictures that you. Ha- I mean, I made this when I was 20, so it was just like I was on. Well, I was on a pink cloud, which is always good. So it sort of shows you um, between the uh, alcoholism and the food addiction. I'll just pass them around. Um, Okay, um, I started eating, the first time I remember uh, really going for it was that Halloween sort of saving the candy, you know, and uh, until it's like rotting in the little bag um, when I was a kid, and uh, never had really been into the food stuff per se, but the self-hatred, which is the foundation of the disease, was so early. I, I remember looking at my legs and going, Ew, you know, just yuck. And I was never heavy. I mean, not really, not at all. Um, but in my mind, I was. Um, I went to my 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 family is from um, uh, Italy and Ireland. They came to Boston on the Ellis Island, and um, and I remember going to my grandmother's, and she used to have this Fanny Farmer situation going, if anyone knows what that is, and and I, I just got such a relief eating that and watching, um, is it all in the family, that sort of racist, yeah, because that, that reminded me of my home, you know, and it was, you know, I was like, oh, this is awesome, you know, um, I was adopted into a family um, from, it's kind of confusing, but I was adopted into an Italian family, but my real family is Irish and Italian, which I found when I was three years abstinent, which was awesome. Um, I, uh, I, Boston is very puritanical. It's very different than L.A. It's like we work, we don't play, get the hell out of our way. And so L.A. was like that, too, and it was very, very intense. But in, in when I came in in 1986, the government was putting so much money into um, addiction stuff that it, it was just awesome. The program, the information, you didn't really have to go to treatment. You could just do it right off the streets, which is what I did. I came into the program wearing pajamas and, you know, the hair down and just in that complete self-loathing. And uh, I got into this uh, uh like you were saying, the Cambridge Gray Sheet, which they really taught you, you know, just boom, you do this. They taught me some really good stuff, like you do not eat no matter what. That's the bottom line. You just don't do it, or whatever your deal is. But mine was the overeating, so it was like you don't eat no matter what. Um, I did that for a year to the day, and then whatever it was, I, uh, I was up in the middle of the night, I had gone to a party, and I was like, I'm not going to drink. I'm not, I, I have to sort of tell you, because it's all, everything was together. I'm not going to use, da, 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 da. And I did, and then I was binging. And um, I got on my knees, and I was like, please, God, you know, I'll do anything. And it was that spiritual experience. 
because I, I absolutely was dying. And um, my top weight is 160, my lowest is 90, and that was in within, I don't know, five months. So it was really animalistic eating. It was, it was you know, it, I don't even relate to people that are, I mean, I am an addict. Like, this, this black Irish body is like, give me more. Um, and so uh, I, I went to this, this church, and I told the priest. I had written down, you know, like crazy people, like this little sheet of paper, and I was like, Helen Keller, Stevie Wonder. I was thinking of all these people that had sort of overcome odds, and I was like, I can do it. And the priest was like, whoa, babe. And uh, I went to a, just an amazing group of people that had the physical recovery and the spiritual which is rare. But for whatever reason, you know, something happens in certain times. I'm an artist, too, that there's a certain juice at certain times. And whatever it was, we all got abstinent, and a lot of us are still doing it. You know, it was, it was basically, um, we, I was trained to do this drill which was basically you get up and say the first three steps on your knees. I weighed and measured food, which I, I don't really do now, but I kind of have corrals that I know, you know, this is what I do. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, really, I could eat. You know, I never understand. I'm not hungry. Please, go away. I don't even know what you mean. You're lying. I always think people are lying, especially women. I'm like, come on, sister. You can eat, you know, whatever. Um, so, uh, you know, I... we did the whole weighing and measuring thing. It was the uh, 24-hour book in the morning, which is awesome. Um, and there was something called AWOLs, which was a way of life. And this is so not OA, but if you ate, you were kicked out, which is like a no-no. But that's the way Boston was. I'm just trying to give you the flavor of the whole deal. And it just worked for me, and I desperately wanted peace. I did not give a crud. If I lost weight, I just wanted – I didn't want to die and I, I really, there's a few pictures there. One of my close friends said, Dave, you are on your way out. I mean, I was just ready to, you know, call it a day. Um, so I did those AWOLs. I think I did like six of them. And I was very sort of um, uh, like a robot for about seven years. I was like a little nun. I was like, I don't eat salt. And, I, you know, it was just everything was so um, small. Because I like things like that. You know, give me a list even today. I'm like, I love lists, you know, and, you know, control. And, you know, I, I think that sort of, you know, perfection and control is a big thing with us guys. Um, but, you know, it's getting better, sort of. Um, so uh, at, at seven years, I was running this arch center, and this mother goes, um, you should go to Hollywood. And I was like, I think I will. Packed up everything I owned and drove cross country not knowing anyone into this insane city. Uh-huh. Which was really shocking because I'd never seen in my life anyone with plastic surgery. I mean, in Boston, you don't even, no one cares how they look. You know what I mean? It's like, that is so secondary. It's like, what school did you go to? What do you do for a job? You know, and we drive through snow. We get there. And so when I came here, I was like, no way. You know, like, you see, like, in Beverly Hills, 90-year-old women, and, and, and they're behind you, like, oh, that's a 20-year-old girl, and they turn around with the surgery. I was like, oh, ah, you know, um, but the, I have to say, and I actually heard in here, she, she felt fat, and the lady couldn't even gain weight because she was, you know, I guess in the Holocaust or something like that, and, you know, it, 
that was really amazing. So at, at about 10 years of abstinence, I started getting into, I think I should be losing weight, you know. And I got this uh, awful magazine. And Oprah Winfrey, thank you, you've done good things, but you've also really put out some really damaging stuff. So I saw this little plan. And I've heard this happen to other people, and I was like, how do I do that? That's really great. And, uh, you know, it's amazing how when you, uh, when you're just, you don't think about the food stuff, your body goes to the weight it's supposed to be. It just is. It's not a question. It just is. And I was like, I should be like 110 pounds, which is really bad because I'm so athletic and active. It's a joke. So I started getting into that. And then um, that was kind of the kiss of death for me, just as far as the mental part of the disease went. Like I said, I, and I really, really believe this, we do not have to do this perfectly. Because if we did, I mean, who would not be running out of the, the rooms? In a, I mean, you, thank God that the path is narrow, but it's also wide. We get to really, really screw up. And, um, but, you know, it's the nature of the disease. And I didn't know that I, you know, I had such intense vanity <laughs> as one of my seven deadly sins. And um, so from about seven, I would say, to maybe 12 years, I was really, really in that kind of like, I've got to be skinny and getting on the scale and all the stuff I'd never really done. And um, it was really shocking. So basically, and I'm just going to tell you what I did was, I'm in another program. I stopped going to meetings for about five years. But I was working like I was in a meditation group. I mean, I knew I, I had to do the stuff. But can I tell you, in those five years, how crazy I got? I mean, it was like, um, you know, you, I really believe when you come in really young, I didn't know who I was, and that was just part of my process. And I had to find out, like, what... What's life? And it was really important for me in getting in relationships. And But when I came back, I think it was like two years ago, and I hadn't eaten because, you know, like, we, that's death. I was nuts. Really just nuts. And um, thinking about food and, you know, basically I don't eat sugar. That's been my abstinence and three meals and, you know, mo- what most people do. But I, um, I was really uh, into the control. And may we say... It was unpleasant. Um, so, yeah, really unpleasant, not fun. Um, uh, uh, you know, fighting with people. You know, things that I had learned, like, we just don't do. Very sort of critical of myself and others. You know, the basic, the basic angry, rageful um, part of me that exists. So, um, the last couple of years has been pretty amazing. It's been like, okay we got to find a balance with life, like we were talking about. And um, we want, you know, you want the physical recovery, but the bottom line has been through my entire life is my connection with my higher power. And that's the through line. I mean, I really think, like, we can, I have really made mistakes in recovery. I mean, I've, I've smashed people's cars in and was like, oh, that didn't count. You know, I, I can leave this scene at my school. I'm a school teacher. And the guy was like, there's red on my car and my door smashed. And I was like, oh, okay. You know, just sort of like that kind of like denial. Like, oh, hmm. You know, it's like, you know, that kind of, you know, the crazy disease thinking. Um, it's really shocking when I realize, you know, oh, my God, I, I, 
you know, I really have a lot of spirit and a lot of love in me, but I also am very afraid of everything and very sort of, um, So the last couple of years has been really amazing, connecting with people that are old-timers, people who have been through it, um, and that, you know, you just keep coming no matter what. Um, so it's been interesting. I'm on the um, second step, and uh, I heard this. The thing I love about the other fellowship, too, is that it, it's just the Ritz-Carlton. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, it has long, long term, but, but this program has saved my life. I'm, I'm you know, absolutely 100%. Um, but, you know, I, I, uh, I had to go back to, like, maybe my higher power hasn't been big enough. Because, like, I was, like, 10 years abstinent, and, like, I am a saint. I am perfect. When I hear people, like, say I'm perfectly imperfect, I was like, I feel sorry for you. You know, because I am actually, you know, on the highest level of perfection. I don't do, I mean, I was like a little nun robot for years and years. And I, what I realized was that I wanted a payoff for that. I was like, okay, God, if I'm like an unrobot, you better fork over the fame, the money, the guy, the whole thing, okay? And then when that, the last five years when I realized that's not what happened, <laughs> it was like, um, really not, not happy with how everything came down. Um, I love sponsoring people. I love to basically say what I need to hear. And that's, that's always, you know, this one, this young girl that I'm sponsoring is, like, talking about the weight stuff. And I was like, babe, no. <laughs> well, I said, I wasted 10 years, and this is in recovery on that. Don't do it. Don't go down that road. You know, it's such a boring, boring, you know, six yoga classes a week. Woo-woo, what do you get? Nothing. You get to be, I don't know, like Miss Yoga or something, like, on a, on a poster. Um... So it's been interesting. I'm in sort of an interesting time where I think that um, my life is really abundant. I have an amazing career that I'm really good at. Um, I am, I'm doing things that I've always been afraid of. Like I'm in the screenwriting class and I'm like, I really suck at this, you know, but I'm just like, I'm not going to quit. You know, that's what I've learned from this program is like, you just don't quit. Um, you know, it's been interesting. I've been looking for that perfect, uh, I guess it comes back to the powerlessness thing, that the perfect way to heal myself, like the perfect recipe. And it gets into that, um, it's gotten into a little bit of the control factor. Um, and there is no perfect recipe, and you just have to go with the flow and trust your gut and, um, and not listen. I was telling my sponsee what I learned a long time ago was when my inner, inner critic starts talking, like, you're just a piece of garbage. I give him a task. I say, okay, you go in and plant the flowers now. You know, because I work with kids. And like the ADD psycho kid, I'm like, you're light man. I work in the theater. I'm like, light man? And they love it. You know, they need a job. They, that kind of part of my brain is like, the active part needs a little job there. Um, the amazing thing I have to say in the last, the years that I've had in, in recovery is laughter that, man, I mean, I did not smile in those last years, ever. It was like, no, we don't know how to smile. It was like everything was so tight and black, and, you know, I was doing the acting thing, and I was, you know, and now it's like, babe, don't take yourself so seriously. Like, what are you trying to get an A on life? And sometimes I just have to go, I, it's, 
I'm going to do the best I can and call it a day at the ranch because I can't do any better than the best I can. Um, you know, when I think back to the, it was really a three years of really intense eating, eating out of the garbage, not being able to hold my bowels. Um, it was so awful, and it so controlled my life. And, and you know, I had that, that few years of, anore- like a year of anorexia, and it was completely 100% of the way I thought. You know, I heard this actress once, like she knew her weight when she played every role she played in her entire career. And I was like, I like that. Um, so it's amazing. Right now, like I said, I'm... Um, I'm allowing abundance into my life, and I'm really uncomfortable. And um, and I have to just keep walking. Like, we have to be willing to face whatever it is we need to face. Underneath the food was uh, some pretty major stuff for me. And at about a year and a half abstinent, I was like, I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. I mean, like, I don't want to do life anymore. I was like, I'm out of here. And um, people were like, you know, babe, I think you should get some outside help. And I was like, oh, I don't know, I don't like them, and blah, 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 blah. And I met this woman who specializes in addiction. I was in a, a, a group of, of compulsive eaters and addicts for three years. And man, was that good, because I was like, I do not know how to communicate at all. Um, it's either my way or the highway. And um, and underneath the food was some, you know, like my uh, monster says, you know, you have to take the flashlight out sometimes, a lot. And uh, underneath the food was some pretty, God bless you, some pretty um, uh, pretty heavy child abuse stuff. I'm not going to mince a word. It was pretty intense. And um, But I have to tell you that abstinence gave me the courage to walk through whatever came down the pike. And um, I've been really blessed. Um, I haven't lost jobs or had any outside things. It's been, like I heard this woman, it was so weird, this Irish-Italian woman uh, say it's been all the internal. For me, it's been an internal journey. I'm not wildly rich. I'm not famous. I really, really, it was funny. When I moved here, I thought I wanted to be a famous actress, and I was like, I don't even like acting. What was I thinking? You know what I mean? I mean, we get, we get really down to... Um, who we really are, and that's sort of weird. But, the, you know, you take the mask off, and um, you get down to the good stuff. Um, like I said, like, what I do today is, um, I, I, sugar is absolutely harrowing for me. I mean, I, I, even when I have, like, the sweet and low stuff, it's never just a little, because I think it, I don't know, my body can't seem to break it down. Like, I want all of it. Like, I think I, I had, like, ten Diet Cokes um, five days ago. Because someone told me maybe I should think about giving up Diet Coke. And I was like, I don't need to. Oh, you know. Like, <laughs> fine. Go away, you know. And, um, but I'll tell you, with sugar, it was no holes barred. It was eating. I used to wake up at 3 in the morning every night and eat until my stomach was out like this. Take situations to get rid of it and then go again. You know, it was, it was insanity. And um, with that level of the disease, there's no sort of conversation. You know, like they say in the big book, self-knowledge avails nothing. In, in a real way, that's true. But with sugar, it avails beyond nothing. I mean, there's just no way I... That's, that's like taking a gun to my head. Next. And it's interesting when you don't have it. It's been, you know, all these years. Um, it's sort of like 
I don't even have a thought of it. It's just like looking at booze. You know, it's like, well, I might as well jump off a building if I'm going to go near that. I don't, you know, the way when I think of that first year was so amazing. I lived in the Italian ghetto of Boston, which is like food, you know. And I'd be like, I had, someone gave me a picture of the Virgin Mary. And I was like, oh, I like her. And I would, you know, and I was like, I walked down the streets, you know, I don't, if you're, if you've ever known Italian people, we eat. Okay, it's not like food is love, and so there's food everywhere, and my kind of stuff, sugar and flour combo platters, <laughs> you know, where I didn't even like to bake those things. I want to eat it raw. I want the, you know, I want, I want to dive into that situation, and so it was like all that stuff, and I would just beeline for higher power, you know, um, and I just didn't look at it. One party I had to, uh, well, I didn't really have to. I, I was, um, they asked me to make the cookie stuff, and I remember having the, the you know, the, the, the stuff all up my arm, and I was like, it was, I, I could have said no, but, well, that's been an interesting one, learning how to say no. You know, that's a big one for us guys. It's sort of like to be able to articulate instead of shoving something in my mouth. You know, it's like having the black hole of Calcutta in you. Like, um, uh, 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 you know, French bread is, gonna, is going to alleviate that. It doesn't. So it's interesting. Um, when I came in, my world, I think what I'm going through right now is my world was so small for so long because I didn't want to die. And now I found out, I'd say in the last five years, life is not the way I thought it was. My paradigm as an addict was so off. I was like, you're good, you're bad. People that drink are bad. Um, you know, all this kind of crazy thing. If I'm really good, here's, here's my classic disease thing. If I do this, it could be X, then this happens. Like, if I wear um, a pink shirt, then I'll meet the man of my dreams. And this we call insanity in the trade. But I will, I will believe that, you know, like all day. If I sort of, um, and more, I always wanted to be someone that, you know, could have their hair blowing in the convertible, you know, free, and it's like, sister, you're not built like that, I'm sorry, you're a little special, Ed, you need to bring the snack with you, let's, you know, but, you know, if I, if I was more flowy, then I'd win the Oscar, or some, you know, like, some crazy, crazy stuff, and it's, you know, the, the one thing I about this program. I think someone was saying it. I wrote a grant once to my friend's husband, and I was like, the children need to lift their self-esteem, and he wrote woo-woo all over it. <laughs> this program is not woo-woo at all. It's nuts and bolts. You know, we show up, we are of service. Um, it's very pragmatic, and there's I just love that about it. It's not like airy-fairy. Frankly, when I started getting into, into the New Age stuff when I moved out here, that really threw me off. I mean, because I was like, oh, I, you know, because I was trained as, when I came in as a kid, you know, you do A, B, C, D. And New Age, for me, this was my interpretation, was A to Z. I can get what I want, so, you know, start praying for things, outside things, and it was like, oh, this is, this is not fun. Um, my, my higher power is changing, and so it's a little discombobulating. But I figure, you know, like we've, we've been trained, you act as if and you keep trucking. I will never, um, well, one day at a time, you know, you, I knew from when I was young, I said, this is my life. It's a done deal. One day at a time with the, the spiritual and with all the juice. And, um, you know, it's interesting at about 10 years when I thought like I knew everything, how interesting arrogance is when you have this disease. 
fell on my face a few times and um, and had to leave sort of that perfect way of, of working with food stuff with working my life. It just didn't work for me anymore. It's like I'm growing. I'm not, I can't stay 13 forever. Oh, well, you know, I can't stay this little emaciated uh, girl. It's, it's just not going to work. I'm a woman. And I really hate that. I really hate the curviness of myself. It's like I still have that thing like I want. I, I don't know if women can relate to this, but I want to be that bored. It's a little of that anorexia thing. And it's like, well, that's such a snore. That's so boring. I mean, I don't like people that are perfect, frankly. It's like, get away from me. You're really awful and angry. And so, you know, but here I am, awful, you know, can be awful and angry. And, um, you know, so I'm learning how to come, you know, what I love, too, that I've been taught early on, though I had really tough sponsors, was cutting yourself tons of slack, like, eternal slack. I will always cut myself slack. Only on my bad days will I not, you know. But, I mean, just, you know, the sponsees, that call, that kindness that we share, that love. Um, the disease is absolutely a killer. And um, and it, it was for me. And when I, you know, I was listening to this girl's fourth uh, first step yesterday, and I was like, holy, you know, thinking to myself, holy shit, but this is a nasty nasty disease um, so I'm grateful to be alive and I swear if I can do this anyone can my first sponsor told this other gal she was like this chick is not going to make it and I, I loved hearing that because I was like oh yeah I'm going to make it I am going to make it and uh, I was I was a, a very low bottom with this disease and um, it was interesting when I found my real parents I was like I wonder if they have yeah, I think I was 23 and 24. I was a couple of years, three years abstinent and sober. And, and um, God, they were addicts. You know, my father, uh, our first our first dinner, he's like, I'll have three Cokes. And I was like, oh, that's nice. He's ordering. It was for him. You know, black Irish. <laughs> just like, I was like, that's awesome. He's just like me, you know. And he kept on going, you know, he's, he's got major chemical imbalance. He's like, Christina, you know, like, how should I eat? I was like, I don't know how you, you know, but the same kind of that, that claw that we have when we have this ism. So, you know, all I can do is keep trucking. I'm in a little wobbly state right now, but I figure like everything else, it's going to be okay. You know, it's just going to be okay. And I don't need to, this path for me has not been graceful. And if it was, I would have been kicked out because, you know, I'm sorry. Like, I always thought, like, the, I, I, in Boston, like, this group, they were very spiritual, like, la, 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 you know, the blonde hair. I was like, I wanted the blonde hair and walking through the forest and la, la, la. No, it has not been like that. I've been in the inner city since the day I got asked and doing... Like the inner city, like trash, like gangs, you know, these are the kids I work with, and it has not been like, la, 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 and I'll still think I want the la, 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 but it's not, it's not my path. I'm just, I'm big, you know, it's not, I, I, I thought that this would change me somehow, or, you know, and the disease to me is like the promise, like if I find the guy or the thing, I'll somehow get to not be me. I'll be this fantasy of who I am. And guess what? I found out, no, I don't think so. This is not real. So, you know, it's just really interesting. And, you know, I, I have to tell you, the phone 
I have a $200 phone bill a month, and I, I don't care at all. It's like I am on the phone with my peeps. I have like four of them. I'm like, babe, we're having a bad day. She's like, I know, me too. I was like, I love it. You go first. <laughs> and, and then I get to go, you know, and it's like, it's amazing what the phone can do. It's, meetings are not enough. The phone is like right there, and uh, and the sponsor actually was like, "Hey, babe, you're a teacher. Why don't you just write when you're messed up or something? You know, you're having a bad day." And I was like, "That's a good idea." The writing, the reading it to people. Um, the last thing I'm going to say is um, staying away from toxic people, which used to be part of my deal, is being with really critical, awful, awful people. And I don't do that anymore. In general, I, I get out of Dodge um, when I realize, oh, this person is not supportive. I mean, I don't need to be, like, validated all the time, but I also don't need that sort of, you know, that judgment thing. It's like, you know what? No, it's cool. I, you know, I don't need that. And so we learn discernment. And I especially learned that in L.A. because there's a lot of crazy people here. Lie, you know, about their age and their everything. And it's just like, oh, man. So we get very, I feel very protective of that kid, that kid that lives inside. And, you know, I have to tell you, I've tried everything to heal and get better. And this has been bar none, the most powerful thing I've ever done. You know, give yourself the gift of a lifetime. It's an amazing journey. It ain't easy. But the other way is, is awful. <laughs> you know, it's, it's the living dead. And what an awful, when you see this kind of beauty nature, to be, I remember wearing the black, the shades down, the eating. I never wanted to eat the fancy stuff. It was, we have 7-Eleven in Boston. It was like, give me the 90-year-old cookies. I will be shoving those in my, you know, it was like that self-hatred was like, whoa, man. And um, give me the rotten food. And, and um, so now I'm learning how to love myself. And I do love myself. And I, and I get it, not every day, um, and getting a kick out of myself. And, um, you know, so I'm a little wobbly right now. And that's, it's okay. It's just okay. And I'm not going to be perfect anytime soon. So I better get off. Because these steps have saved my life. But they didn't say, and when you're done with these steps, you will be perfect and you will get wings and then you can go. And that's kind of what I wanted. I was like, I never really wanted to kind of be here from very little. Because I, I, I I'm a natural storyteller, telling plays and pretend. And I work with kids and pretend. And I was like, I don't like it here. I don't want to have to pay the price. But um, it's, it's good. It's really an amazing life. And, uh, you know, more is to be revealed. And, you know, I think what's happening is, is finding a new way to trust higher power. Because um, it's not what I thought it was. I really did think it was the Santa Claus thing. Like, if I'm really good, then you're going to give me this. And it's not like that. I don't even know what it's like. I don't know anything anymore. Five years, I knew everything. I used to give people advice about their marriage. You know, here I was, 25. I was like, oh, okay. You know, and um, now it's like, I don't know. And maybe that's, you know, to stay in the mystery. And um, I love this meeting. I came here years ago when I first moved to L.A. and now being in Pasadena, it's really good to get, this, there's sort of a lightness here and I, I really like that. So thank you for listening and um, you can do it. Thank you. So I guess people share or ask questions. Oh, people can ask questions right now, right? Okay. And then just repeat.
repeat them in the microphone. Oh, repeat them in the microphone. Okay. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Thank you for your share. Um, how did you get to the place where you could say, okay, no sugar? You know, it was so deadly. It, it was such, it was so around my neck that um, it wasn't a marginal, like, I had no life. It was killing me. So that was pretty much the deal on that. And I didn't know anyone. I never met anyone that ate sugar in OA until I moved out here. Uh, so I just thought it was what we do. And it was, um, it was the best thing. I, I, I wouldn't have been able to uh, live with sugar. It was just really, there was no life. It was sugar taking over my life. It's like, it was like booze for me. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Yes. And you're good when you're in control. You know, you're right. Like, how do you get out of that and like let it go? Yeah, I think you know what? It's not about the food stuff. It's like you kind of know what your recipe is that works for you with that stuff. It's just sort of. I think it's getting out of the thinking about it. You know, I have. I pretty much have done the same thing for 20 years. It's just, I, you know, when I'm okay, I don't think about it. it, it, it the control doesn't work. So it's kind of like I was talking last night. It's sort of like bringing my brain down to that gut level. It's when I start chatter, chit-chit-chit-chat, that, that we're in bad shape. So I just have to say, stop talking to yourself out loud. Um, and uh, so it's that kind of thing. And it's, it's higher power, I think. And then articulating it to someone is amazing. That's the real, that's incredible. It's that phone thing, like I said, is telling someone and then... <laughs> You get that release. Um, I was really interested in the concept of eternal slack and how you sort of balance that with actually working the program. Right. Right. You know, it seems like everything on this planet is polarity. You know, it's just like, I can't eat sugar, so get over it. I've got to, you know, I've got to show up in certain ways. I have to meditate. I meditate for an hour a day. I can't miss that because I go crazy. Um, but I get to screw up tons. But, you know, like they say, you know, the only thing I have to do 100% is step one. And then it's conversation. You know, I, I, I've done this, you know, I still have the defect of control. You know, that's not, it, it gets better and better, but... The, yeah, I think pretty much step one is it. And then the rest is like, okay, let's let's give it a, our best shot. So that's that's a good one. Thank you so much. Oh, Oh, that is, I mean, isn't that, I mean, that's the question of all humanity. <laughs> I mean, um, I, you know, that is really a brilliant question. I think that's what recovery is. And I guess we, we you know, pretty much as a woman, my gut is on target 100%. I mean, unless I'm going back into my head. So I'm like, is this coming from the little head chatter or the gut? And then I usually check in with close Usually someone that loves me. That's really key for me. I need, I need to be heard. I need it to be okay that I'm going through this. And um, So it's a combo, I think, of checking in with yourself and asking someone else. Yeah, thanks. What do you do to sort of cultivate your 
Well, that, that was only like, like I said, I didn't realize I was doing it until about five years ago. And so when I get in it, I just have to go, excuse me. You know, it's sort of like telling, like I said, the ADD kid, of, excuse me, light man, go. Go to the stage and don't talk to me. You know, you have to sort of, it, it's kind of like a vigilant thing. It's like we don't eat no matter what. Well, it's kind of that negative, crazy thinking, I can't participate in or I'm sunk. And I've talked to other old-timers in the program, and it's similar for them. So I think it's the nature of you, it's, 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 uh, it's the constant vigilance. There's no laurels that I know of in OA. That I don't even have a laurel to, to, to save my life. You know, it's just keep chipping away at the block. Um, but, this, the, you know, I do yoga, and they talk a lot about being in the center. And there's something about really going to the center body that there is no BS in, in that place. So that's kind of what I do as my own. I breathe back into my center and pull out of that negativity. Good question. Okay.